Welcome to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Hi, I'm Hillary Bennett, former corporate stooge turned motivated mompreneur. After becoming a mom, I realized the two options offered to moms did not work for me. I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom, but I didn't want to work a normal 9-to-5 job either. I wanted to live into my professional calling and be a present, joyful mom. So I left my 9-to-5 and started coaching motivated mompreneurs just like you to build and grow successful, sustainable, heart-centered businesses without sacrificing their family. Join me each week as we dive into business strategy, mindset and productivity tips, inspiration, and a lot of laughs. Let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by the Lead Magnet Kickstarter. Are you ready to start growing your list so you can grow your business? The Lead Magnet Kickstarter will help you get your first or next 250 email subscribers in just three steps. Most people that use this guide don't even have to create anything new. To try the Lead Magnet Kickstarter for free today, go to www.hillarybennett.com forward slash Lead Magnet Kickstarter or check out today's show notes. Hey mamas, welcome to another episode of the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am Hillary Bennett, your mompreneur business growth coach and email marketing expert. So it is Tuesday at 12.21 p.m. as I'm recording this, Pacific Chime, and usually my new episodes go live on Tuesdays at midnight, and so I am officially 12 hours and 21 minutes late in putting this podcast up. And I want to be completely vulnerable, transparent, and honest with you because I think that as we're building businesses, we have this expectation of ourselves that is at times not only inappropriate, but also actually can have a negative impact on not our well-being and the success of our business, especially when we're trying to build that business without sacrificing our family or ourselves. So I'm going to fill you in on a little bit what happened. And part of this is going to just be stream of consciousness. So I haven't really prepared anything other than just to say I'm going to share a little bit about what happened. So my husband is starting a new job and he's a teacher and he is working towards becoming a principal. And this year he is doing an internship as a part of that certification process in addition to teaching his normal full schedule. And in the state that we're in, it requires over 500 hours over and above the amount of classroom time he has in his normal job. And he's been feeling really overwhelmed about how we're going to fit that all in because we already have a busy life, right? We have two kids. We have all of the things that go along with that. And then I am sitting over here trying to build a business as well as working as a mental health coach. So I have two jobs. He now has two jobs and we have the kids. Um, and he's just been feeling really overwhelmed. And I have to say, my husband is really my rock. He is so steady and always there to pick up the slack and to hold my hand, to hold me up. And now there definitely have been times where that has been reversed, where I have been his rock. And I know he would say that, but it is an interesting situation right now where we're both needing that grounding, steadying force in our life at the same time. And we're trying to figure it out on the fly. And it is tough. It's tough. And so last week I had this moment after a conversation he and I were having about, you know, how are we going to fit this all in that, gosh, 
Do I need to dial back in my business so that I can be there more for my family, so that I can do school drop-off and pick-up without being stressed, so that I can have not only the time freedom, but the mental load freedom that would come with um, the mental health coaching that I do. And and with that job, I'm not required required to do any of the sales, any of the uh, content creation. I'm just there to coach. Um, And so should I lean a little bit more into that and a little bit less into building my business so that I can be there to support him and to support my family? And that was sort of of sitting in an interesting place with me. And I want to This is the part that I really want to share because I started feeling a couple of different things. Number one, I started feeling a sense of relief. I'm like, oh my gosh, how nice would it be for me to be able to click end meeting for all on Zoom and actually be done for the day, right? Like I don't have to be carrying a mental to-do list in my head when it comes to work anymore. That sounds amazing, I don't have to worry about where I'm going to get my next client because it's done for me. That sounds amazing. So I, I felt a sense of relief. At the same time, I felt really angry. I thought, you know, I felt as though I have been following God's path for me. And it has been hard, but I have been faithful and I have trusted. And so to come to this point where... I'm starting to think that maybe I have to press pause. Man, I was like, seriously, right now? I <laughs> I put a lot of work, blood, sweat, and tears into this just to kind of have to press pause right before things are getting really, really exciting. And then the third feeling that I was feeling was fear. And that was when some imposter syndrome started to creep in, some negative self-talk, and I started to think, you're not a quitter. Don't be a quitter. Don't give up just because it's hard. You're going to give up and you're going to regret it. I really started talking down to myself. Um, It's not surprising, right? Like, I think that if I were to talk to anyone else who would be going through some similar situation that they would have similar feelings that they would uh, probably worry about being a quitter or or giving up. And it is such a balance now where I'm at. I don't know what the answer is. I was supposed to be making a really huge announcement today about something very exciting, but I'm not making that announcement. So in some ways I am pressing pause um, and I'll get to the importance of taking time to reflect in a moment, but I just kind of want to point out this need that I have learned growing up in the United States in a Western capitalistic society that I have learned growing up from parents who are baby boomers that have one of the most outstanding worth ethics, I think, of any generation. Um, And I have learned this through being raised as a professional in corporate America. And that is when things get hard, you just work harder. This is the mentality that I have been raised with and that has worked for me in the past. Not only in corporate, but in my actual business. When I've pulled an all-nighter, when I have sacrificed other important things in order to push forward in my business, sure, I made a sale or I achieved that goal that I was looking to achieve. But is that really the business that I'm wanting to build? 
Is that truly the example that I am wanting to set for my family, especially for my daughter? That in order to have a life in which you can show up fully as God is calling you as a mom and as an individual, as a person who has hopes and dreams, ambitions and aspirations, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right mindset and I'm really leaning towards it's not because I truly think that it is a mindset of scarcity and I am trying to do away with that. I am trying to do away with scarcity and look at it from the perspective of abundance because I know that the abundance is there for the taking, but I have to have eyes to see and I have to have that faith to take the next step. And that's kind of leading me into this idea of taking some time to reflect. So the first thing I really wanted to share is just kind of what I've been thinking and feeling and speaking that out into the world and to you just in case you're fighting with some scarcity mindset, just in case you're fighting with some perfectionist tendencies, just in case you're dealing with that. Well, when things get hard, we just go harder and it's not serving you. So that's the first thing I wanted to do. The second thing I wanted to do is talk about how um, when when the you know what hits the fan or when the world throws you a curveball, um, what's a healthy way to maneuver through that? So I mentioned that our family is in a moment of transition right now and things are stressful and we have to figure out how to cope. Well, on Friday morning, my husband got into a really bad car accident. He is fine, as are the other people involved in the accident, um, but our car is not. Rest in peace, my little rogue. Um, I loved that car, and she is no longer with us, uh, but the people are okay, and that is, of course, what is important, but you guys, that day knocked me off my axis. It knocked me down to the point where after I picked up my husband and, and dropped him off at work and helped emotionally support him through a really tough time, I was spent. I ate a brownie for breakfast. I sat my butt on the couch and I did not move for hours because I had nothing inside to give. It wasn't until I had to go pick up my kids from school that I peeled my butt off that couch and became human again. And that is one way of dealing with something that happens that you're not expecting is to kind of avoid and be in denial. For me, it is absolutely my favorite coping mechanism. I love avoidance like it is this season's hot sweater, um, but it's not always healthy. And so once I had, you know, I took the time to give myself that mental and emotional rest. But then came the time where I had to think, okay, what is next for us? And not just in the, when things get hard, let's work harder. Because at the end of the day, on Friday, we were faced with what really matters, that human life is what really matters. And that time, quality time with one another is what really matters. And that living in to our purpose first as a married couple, then as parents, and then as contributing members to this society and the way God is called, um, all of these things were really brought to the forefront. And so it's not just having a good work ethic. It's it's not just being able to 
persevere when things get hard, although that can absolutely be the way forward in some aspects, but taking that time to reflect to make sure that that is the way forward. Because what if the way forward is to take a break? What if the way forward is to pause? What if the way forward is to transition to something a little bit different or really different? I think that these curveballs that get thrown at us are offering us these moments to say, all right, everybody can understand why I needed to take a hot minute after that car accident on Friday. And so I have an absolutely understandable, legitimate excuse to say, all right, I need to do a little reflection here. But even if that doesn't happen for you, that power and need to take a moment for reflection is so critical. So I think I'm just trying to normalize and encourage not to just keep, you know, blindingly moving forward when these moments of introspection make themselves apparent to us. But then kind of how do we even do that? Um, And I have some ideas that I want to share, but I want to say, you know, Everybody is going to do these differently, and every moment that you have in life where you're like, oh boy, I think I need to sit and think and feel for a moment is going to feel different, and um, so with that, I kind of want to talk through some of the things that I like to do. One of the things that I like to do is get quiet. I am a person who, I'll say for better or for worse, but really it's for worse, I like the noise. When I'm in the car, I want to be listening to a podcast. Like, music is not noisy enough. I want to be mentally engaged. Um, I like to watch Friends on repeat when I'm going to sleep give my brain something to focus on that's not super exciting to me because I've seen the entire series 50 million times and off to La La Land I go. I'm reading a book. I'm watching a show. I'm on my phone. I am so categorically in the throes of what our world offers right now in terms of content consumption that I'm almost a meme. Okay, so let's just, I'll just give you that as the baseline. So when I need to reflect, I have to turn down the noise. And for me, that looks like not listening to anything in the car. Or if I'm listening to something in the car, it is soothing. It is either instrumental or classical music, possibly some worship music at the very most. But really, I try just to have nothing on. When I go for my morning walk, I do not put my headphones in. These are moments that I feel like can have some real opportunity for clarity because you're doing something, you're driving or you're walking, you know, maybe you're working out and you're not going to wear your, your headphones, um, or you're doing laundry and not wearing your headphones or you're doing dishes and not wearing your headphones. I mean, honestly, guys, like this is, this is my life, uh, When your hands are busy, your brain can have an opportunity to think a little bit further without some of that fear or some of that negative self-talk or some of those mind blocks getting in the way. So that first thing I do is get quiet. It's honestly, for me, the easiest thing to do because it takes the least amount of effort. I sort of just have to turn things off, which it does take some effort and willpower to do that. I'm not going to lie, but I turn things off and then I just let what comes. I just let what comes. And that has sometimes been enough to understand what that next step is for me. 
Other times it's not. Um, and that is when I think it's really important to try to switch up your normal routine and do something out of the ordinary on your own, if at all possible. Um, and so this is kind of taking it that next step further, going on a hike, heading to the beach. I love being able to do this in nature because there is an actual physical grounding that happens when you're able to do things like this. Get your feet, bare feet onto the earth, go and forest bathe, make sure that you're getting beautiful sunlight into your eyeballs um, and some fresh air. And again, like if you can combine this with the quiet, with dialing down the noise, all the better. Um, being able to combine this with a walk so your body is doing something and it allows your mind to ease into the possibility, all the better. Um, but really getting out into nature to be able to contemplate the bigger meaning of what's going on for you. And I don't know the reason why. I'm sure that some of you who are much more well-versed in how our bodies interact with nature and ions and all the things could tell me exactly why as human beings, we are more open when we're in nature or by water or with feet on the earth. Um, but for me, I've definitely found that to be the case. Okay, the next way that I think that reflection can really happen is, and these are more really intentional, like trying to get to the point, um, and that is praying or meditating and journaling or, or writing, um, putting some kind of writing implement to paper. Maybe instead of writing words, you're drawing pictures. It doesn't really matter, but um, some kind of putting pen or you know, pastel or crayon to paper. Uh, the praying and the meditating, that is something that you can do that will allow you to open up um, in telling your higher power that you're ready for that wisdom and you're ready for that clarity to come. And sometimes we have to say, okay, my hands are open right now. I am not going to clutch so tightly to this expectation, to this desire. I am open to the wisdom that you have to offer to me. And prayer is such a beautiful way to do that. Um, and, you know, something to kind of remember is that prayer is not just a one-way street. It's not you shouting up requests and great gratitudes to the Holy Father. It's also sometimes you being quiet and listening for the answers that you may be gifted with. Um, and meditation can be something very, very similar by getting in connection with your breath, in connection with your body, you are opening yourself up to messages that may be too subtle for you to hear when you're going a million miles an hour. Because the messages that come don't come in neon lit billboards. They come in a gut feeling. They come in a heart intuition. They come in the way that we sense our reality. Uh, and they come when we're able to hear the whisperings. And all of that requires us to be really in tune with our bodies. And prayer and meditation can be really lovely for that. And if you're feeling really stuck, I would even recommend both. Can you meditate to get yourself into that place where you're really feeling a connection with your body, where you can sense what's happening in your gut, what's happening in your heart, what's happening in your head, and then opening yourself up to prayer and having that conversation? Um, what a beautiful way to really take that initiative to being open for the answers 
And then the the last thing that I wanted to share is journaling. Now, I know that none of this is earth shattering, y'all. You all know all about these things already, but I just really am wanting to go over them again to encourage you that if you need this today, I am giving you permission to take it and I'm going to be taking it right along with you because I am working through this right now. Um, The beauty of journaling is that, again, it allows you to actually become open to what may be lingering inside that beautiful mind and amazing heart of yours. We use, our brain does such a lovely job at everything, but sometimes the amazing evolutionary safety mechanisms that it has developed prevents us from being able to really get in touch with what we know is true and journaling can unlock that door to see oh this is how I really feel or this is what I'm really afraid of it takes some stream of consciousness it takes some practice but you can also say you know here's my intention for journaling and as you go through a stream of consciousness talking about you know what's my next step excuse me writing about what's your next step you could be amazed at what comes up and it, it's a very exciting and wonderful experience when it does. Um, but I want to close here with what happens when nothing comes? <laughs> what happens when you've gotten quiet, when you've gotten out into nature, you've been able to quiet your, uh, or um, not quiet, but busy your body physically so that mentally you're freed up. You've tried praying, you've tried meditating, you've tried journaling. I mean, like you're really going all in to open yourself and taking that time for reflection before you take the next step when this curveball is thrown at you and you feel no different. Ah, I right now am in a space where I'm like, okay, it's been four days. Where's my answer? Um, And sometimes those answers can come in years, decades, right? Uh, And the patience there is so difficult. And so, you know, what happens when you don't get that answer right away? And that is where kind of getting back to your values is so important. So what are your core values? We value so many different things, but core values are these very tippy top most important things that you kind of feel like you can hang your hat on. That any given day, no matter what's going on, you could say, yeah, this is really important to me. As in, more important than most everything else, regardless of the situation at hand. And for me, um, you know, my top three values are uh, faith, family, and well-being. Um, I have a few others that, you know, kind of round out the top five, top 10, of course. But when you're not able to get the answers, kind of going back to what your values are and being able to say, okay, if I am to live my life in accordance to my values or what I want my values to be, what does that look like for this decision? And that can help point you in the right direction. And as I am continuing to open myself up for answers, um, I, I may have to do that myself. Um, okay. So I'm going to round us out by just answering maybe some of the objections that could be going through your mind right now. So if you're like, okay, Hillary, fine, take that time to reflect. But what if I told my, you know, ideal audience through Instagram or email that I was going to have something ready for them on such and such date? Well, that is my situation right now. And you know what? Your ideal audience, if they care, it's not actually your ideal client and other the right people will stick with you. 
Um, this is something that we have to find a way to let go of. Again, this is that scarcity mindset. If I don't do it now, this opportunity is going to go away. Uh, I don't want to come off as flaky. I don't want to come off as untrustworthy. I am someone who follows through with my commitments and I do what I say. Y'all, I am dealing with these heavy. But again, how does it look to align a life with your values? And I think that a lot of those negative thoughts are actually thinking traps that we find ourselves in that keeps us in the fear. So if you're sitting there like, okay, all of this sounds really good in theory, but in execution, what about my reputation? Um, And what about my business? I don't want to lose everything. I don't want to start back at zero. Um, I don't want to lose out on you know, this one thing that I've been working so hard towards, if I feel like in this moment of reflection, I'm having to pivot to something else or change to something else or move to something else. And I have to say, with all of the love and humility in my heart, this is what I've learned. You are not that important. You're just not. People aren't going to notice all that much. You are competing with so much else noise. I don't even think that sentence is actually correct. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, that you need to feel free to do what's right for you because that is the way that you will understand what is right for your business. I'm on a soapbox right now, y'all, and I'm so glad I decided to press pause myself and preempt my previously scheduled podcast to share this with you because as I have been sharing it with you, I have become more confident in knowing that I am taking the right steps by pausing to reflect. So I hope that this was helpful. I know that this message was meant for someone because I fully intended to go a completely different direction. But if you need any help coming up with your core values, I have an incredible worksheet for you. Um, So just send me an email and ask me for it because I actually don't have it up anymore uh, where you can get it. But um, I will get it up and I'll put the link in the show notes or you can just send me an email, you guys. I'm like a real person and I want to hear from you because I love you. Even though we don't get to hang out, I love you and I want to support you. So you can get me at Hillary at HillaryBennett.com and that's two L's, two N's, two T's. But I will put this values exercise back up on my website and I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, But if any of you are finding yourself in that moment that can open itself up to some reflection because you're kind of at a crossroads, uh, welcome. I am here with you. And I really do hope you take the moments that you deserve to take the next step towards the amazing purpose that you are walking in. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Motivated Mompreneur. And I do hope you come back next week for another dose of inspiration and information to build the business of your dreams without sacrificing your family. As a mom, I know that your most valuable resource is your time, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. If you like what you hear and want to connect more, head over to my website at hillarybennett.com or find me on Instagram at The Motivated Mompreneur, and let's get to know each other better. Also, if you could take a couple of minutes to leave me a rating and review, that will help me reach other amazing mompreneurs share their gifts with the world. Thanks for listening to my mommy's podcast. Mm-hmm.